Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rose, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello everyone, thank you for joining me around the fireside tonight. My name is Joe, and I'm here to tell you a story. A true story of treason, of uprising, of plans to overthrow the king and the king's government. A story that has become part of the life of adults and children in the United Kingdom for hundreds of years. We might know that we celebrate bonfire night on November the 5th, but we might not all be aware of the reason this date is immortalised, and I'm happy to provide a brief summary here tonight. As always, please don't forget to like, follow, and subscribe to Tales by the Fireside. Every interaction truly does mean the world to this channel. Now please, get comfortable, let go of the daylight, and join me for our story. The tradition of Guy Fawkes-related bonfires actually began the very same year as the failed coup. The plot was foiled in the night between the 4th and the 5th of November 1605, and already on the 5th, agitated Londoners who knew little more than that their king had been saved joyfully lit bonfires in thanksgiving. As the years progressed, however, the ritual became more elaborate. Soon, people began placing effigies onto bonfires, and fireworks were added to the celebrations. Effigies of Guy Fawkes, and sometimes those of the Pope, graced the pyres. Still today, some communities throw dummies of both Guy Fawkes and the Pope on the bonfire, and even those of a contemporary politician or two. Although the gesture is seen by most as a quirky tradition, rather than an expression of hostility towards the Pope. Preparations for Bonfire Night celebrations include making a dummy of Guy Fawkes, which is called the Guy. Some children even keep up an old tradition of walking in the streets, carrying the guy they have just made, and begging passers-by for a penny for the guy. The kids use the money to buy fireworks for the evening festivities. And on the night itself, Guy is placed on top of the bonfire, which is then set alight, and the fireworks displays fill the sky. 
the extent and the style of the celebrations and the size of the bonfire varies from one community to the next. Lewes in the southeast of England is famous for its bonfire night festivities and consistently attracts thousands of people each year to participate. Bonfire night is not only celebrated in Britain. The tradition crossed the oceans and established itself in the British colonies during the centuries. It was actively celebrated in New England as Pope Day as late as the 18th century. Today, November the 5th bonfires still light up in far out places like New Zealand and Newfoundland in Canada. But where did this tradition come from? What event started it all off? Well, after Queen Elizabeth I died in 1603, English Catholics who had been persecuted under her rule had hoped that her successor, James I, would be more tolerant of their religion. James I had, after all, had a Catholic mother. Unfortunately, James did not turn out to be more tolerant than Elizabeth and a number of young men, 13 to be exact, decided that violent action was the answer. A small group took shape under the leadership of Robert Cattersby. Cattersby felt that violent action was warranted. Indeed, the thing to do was blow up the Houses of Parliament. In doing so, they would kill the King, maybe even the Prince of Wales and the members of Parliament who are making life difficult for the Catholics. Today, these conspirators would be known as extremists or terrorists. Robert Cattersby had a way with people and convinced a number of his impressionable friends to go along with the murderous plan, which would later be known as the Gunpowder Plot. Even as problems with his plot later arose and some members expressed doubt, Cattersby remained convinced that violent action was the only way forward. Cattersby first recruited his close friends and relatives, Thomas Winter, Jack Wright and Thomas Percy. But the group quickly grew to include Guy Fawkes. The small core of conspirators felt Guy would be a strong addition. Guy was not part of the close-knit circle of Cattersby's small group, but he had spent time in the Netherlands and in Spain, where he had fought, many said very well, as a mercenary. While in Spain, he also earned the nickname Guido. Indeed, he even signed his name Guido Fawkes in a number of places. He was as passionate about the plight of the Catholics in England as his colleagues. As a member of the group, he quickly became a trusted partner and was later charged with the dangerous task of acquiring 36 barrels of gunpowder and storing them in a rented space beneath the House of Lords. Soon after Fawkes' addition, others joined from all over the country. In all, there were 13 conspirators in the gunpowder plot. As the group worked away, it became clear that, as well as the intended targets, innocent people would be hurt or killed in the attack, including some who had even fought for more rights for the Catholics. Some of the plotters started having second thoughts. One of the group members even sent an anonymous letter warning his friend, Lord Monteagle, to stay away from the Parliament on November the 5th. The warning letter reached the King, and the King's forces made plans to stop the conspirators. Guy Fawkes, who was in the cellar of the Parliament with the 36 barrels of gunpowder when the authorities stormed in, 
in the early hours of November the 5th, was caught, tortured and executed. It's unclear if the conspirators would have ever been able to pull off their plan to blow up the Parliament, even if they had not been betrayed. Some have suggested that the gunpowder itself was so old as to be useless. Since Guy Fawkes and the other conspirators got caught before trying to ignite the powder, we'll never know. Now, looking back, there have been found to be some oddities and discrepancies with the letter sent betraying the gunpowder plot. Whilst there is no doubt an attempt to blow up Parliament on November the 5th, 1605, the plot might not be as cut and dry as we might have otherwise believed. Guy Fawkes and his associates may have been caught in a Jacobean sting operation, which would have served the authorities by casting Catholics as an enemy to be pursued. By the time Queen Elizabeth died, after ruling for about 50 years, most people only remembered living under her rule. When James I succeeded to the throne, many saw an opportunity for change. Those who felt particularly hard done by, both by Elizabeth I and James I, even felt that the situation was so bad as to require, in Fawkes' own words, a desperate remedy. It was an opportunity to simply replace the current king. These were unstable times indeed, with several smaller plots being discovered in the years preceding 1605. In fact, many of the gunpowder plotters were known as traitors to the authorities, and for this reason it would have been difficult, if not unlikely, for them to gather 36 barrels of gunpowder and store them in a cellar under the House of Lords without the security forces getting suspicious. Furthermore, the letter warning one of the members of government to stay away from Parliament is believed today to have been fabricated by the King's officials. Historians suggest that the King's officials already knew about the plot, that one of the plotters in fact revealed the key points of the plot to the authorities. The suspected turncoat, one Francis Tresham. The letter then would be a tool created by the King's officials to explain how, at the last minute, the King found out about the plot and stopped it, just before it wreaked its havoc on Parliament and himself. At the same time, the letter was vague enough to give the officials all the latitude they wanted in falsifying confessions and to pursue their own anti-Catholic ends. There are two fundamental problems with the letter. Firstly, the letter was unsigned. Any and all of the conspirators, once apprehended, might have saved themselves from torture and perhaps even death if they could claim to have written it. None did. Not one of the conspirators who was caught appears to have known about the letter. Secondly, the letter was very vague in its content. It said nothing about the details of the planned attack. Still, the king and his men knew exactly the where and the when to catch the conspirators and stop the explosion just hours before it was to take place. How did they know? Even for the period in history which was notoriously unstable, the gunpowder plot struck a very profound chord for the people of England. In fact, even today, the reigning monarch only enters the Parliament once a year on what is called the State Opening of Parliament. Prior to the opening, and according to custom, the yeomen of the guard search the cellars of the Palace of Westminster. Nowadays, the Queen and Parliament still observe this tradition. 
on the very night that the gunpowder plot was foiled, on November the 5th, 1605, bonfires were set alight to celebrate the safety of the king. Since then, November the 5th has become known as Bonfire Night. The event is commemorated every year with fireworks and burning effigies of Guy Fawkes on a bonfire. Some of the inhabitants of our Faroe Island have been known to wonder, in a tongue-in-cheek kind of way, whether we are celebrating Fawkes' execution or honouring his attempt to do away with the government. And that is the story of Bonfire Night. And now we will close on the poem written by John Milton in the 1600s. Remember, remember, the 5th of November, gunpowder, treason and plot. I see no reason why gunpowder treason should ever be forgot. Guy Fawkes, Guy Fawkes, t'was his intent to blow up the king and the parliament. Three score barrels of powder below, poor old England to overthrow. By God's providence was he catched with a dark lantern and a burning match. Holler boys, holler boys, let the bells ring. Holler boys, holler boys, God save the king. Good night. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com.